A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome back to the Stat Monday Football Podcast. This is episode 44. We've got to the end of the week. It's Thursday. I am pretty tired. It's been a long week. A lot of football, a lot of Champions League fun. And then finishing off with, of course, the Europa League this evening. That's what we'll be talking about mainly today. But first off, let's kick off with the news. So, AC Milan have finally been sold to Rossoneri Sports Investment Lux for €740 million. That is a Chinese-backed... Uh, investment firm that are looking to take AC Milan to the next level following obviously the Sonnen's group uh, group buying into Milan the cross city rival so Milan again has got a wonderful footballing city money rules in this lovely game we love in other Italian news Paolo Dybala signed a new contract with Juventus keeping there to him there till June 2022 um, you know incredible play from Juve to sign up one of the most talented youngsters in world football following his two cracking goals against Barcelona midweek in the Champions League. Talking about other strikers, Royal Koeman on Lukaku today, um, stating that he wouldn't be signing a new deal with the club. That's what Lukaku told the media today. So it looks like Lukaku may be on the move in the summer. Manchester United heavily linked, Chelsea heavily linked. So it could be quite interesting how they fit into both of those sides. At Manchester United, obviously, if Zlatan stays, Lukaku is going to be first team. Probably not. Uh, if uh, Lu- if obviously Brimwich goes, Lukaku would be the first. Choice striker, obviously at Chelsea, uh, the similar thing. Costa there, not going to be first choice. Costa goes, will be the first choice. So I think it's all about the other strikers at those two clubs, um, where they move or not. So let's move on to the big talking points today. And we're going to be talking about the Europa League, the biggest tournament in the world. Manchester United versus Anderlecht away in Brussels in the first leg. The game finished one goal apiece, then Doncourt grabbing a late equaliser for Anderlecht following a Mkhitaryan um, goal in the first half following a pretty decent shot from Marcus Rashford. But in terms of the game, it was a similar game to what United have done time and time again this season. They've just failed to kill games off. Mourinho's quotes after the game, uh, we failed to kill the match. We had chances, we had control, but one mistake and we were punished. And that was kind of how the game played out. United dominated the football, it dominated the game. Anderlecht didn't really trouble them at all. There was a few uh, you know, bits of their wide players running at the likes of uh, Carrick or uh, Antonio Valencia. But those players usually did well and dealt with the the impetus from uh, Anderlecht. But it was just United missing chances again. Um, they lack mentality, they lack that killer instinct and potentially they lack that concentration to see those games out. Again, Maran Fellaini was brought on. I've not been a Maran 
big man around Fellaini found in the last few games. And again, it was at fault for the goal similar with Matteo Damian Fellaini lets him run uh, basically then Doncor runs off Maran Fellaini then he uh, you know Damian picks him up but Damian gets absolutely done by the big Belgium 21 year old in terms of United though there were four big chances that they missed again um, you think in the Fellaini header in the box Lingard hitting the post uh, Mkhitaryan shooting from within the area which would have been a fantastic goal but it was still a missed chance a shot within the penalty area and of course Paul Pogba's one-on-one um, on addition, in addition to that of course there's Latan chance as well after the Marcus Rashford lovely little bit of skill uh, fast cross into the box and then Zlatan uh, hit a shot straight at Ruben Ruben made a fantastic save and then Lingard did follow up to hit the post but it was potentially five chances United missed again it's every single week United are missing chances you know the expected goals for this game was 2.2 and what did they score? One goal. So it's it's just ridiculous. United are really suffering. The positives, though, of course, were Paul Pogba and Michael Carrick, who completely controlled the game. Yuri Tilsman, um, the, the guy that all the attention was on, couldn't really get a sniff um, with Paul Pogba and Michael Carrick being so good on the ball. They were completely running things. First up, Paul Pogba, his range of passing was so good. Wonderful. This is why he's worth so much money, because he has this range of passing. He has the ability to completely dictate a game. And that's what he did. Anyone that blames him, you know, that's not that blames him for this missed opportunity is quite frankly an idiot um, you know blaming that one missed chance on Paul Pogba's performance being bad is just is just absolutely stupid because he was so dominant you know the, some passes just to reel off ball out to Damian for the Mkhitaryan um, big chance was fantastic a pass to Ibrahimovic over the top was just so good and it's just kind of Paul Pogba I just feel I feel for him at the moment he's doing everything right but the, you know the luck isn't there for him his 1v1 again potentially could do a little bit better maybe cannon that into the near post or go across low kind of like the wrong decision he's Seems like he was stuck in two minds, ending up shooting the, the, the shot straight down the keeper. But he was dominant. He had the most touches on the game, completed the most passes. Um, just a fantastic performance all round from Paul Pogba. His game by numbers is a joke. 147 touches, 127 passes. He won 67% of his tackles, four interceptions, three dribbles, two shots and one key pass. He completely ran the game for Manchester United. What I liked about his partner, Michael Carrick, is Carrick sort of rolled back the years and defended very, very well. Michael Carrick kept on popping up in the fullback positions to make tackles. He made four tackles in the game, two on the left-hand side, two on the right-hand side, and each time he won the tackle. He won 100% of those tackles. An incredible performance from Michael Carrick, sort of rolling back to his older days when he had you know, had a little bit more legs and could shuttle out and, and cover his wingers pushing up in this 4-2-3-1 that United were playing. Often it was uh, Anderlecht breaking on United's back six, their two defensive midfielders, their two fullbacks, and their two centre-halves. So it was a very, very impressive display from Michael Carrick. Of course, with the ball kept it very simple completed 96% of his passes a number of um, line breaking passes he played just had a real good game both of them were fantastic I thought Pogba and Carrick were fantastic and arguably maybe Mourinho shouldn't have broke up that balance deep in midfield and brought on Maran Fellaini pushing Pogba slightly forward maybe that was not the right thing to do considering how well they were playing how good they were dictating the play the tackles they were winning and, and so forth and Man United's uh, two defensive midfielders you know can't fault them at all a fantastic performance and if they do that at Old Trafford uh, with a wider pitch with momentum of the whole you know the home crowd it's going to be you know, a 3-0 Man United win. Talking about other bright displays, of course, Marcus Rashford was very lively. It's been a little bit light, you know, more lively in recent weeks. The game at the weekend against Sunderland, he was very good, scored a good goal, but argue, you know, could have scored a few more. Um, really liked the chance that he created early doors for, for Zlatan. Consistently kept on running behind the shot, that obviously was turned in by Henrik Mkhitaryan, was fantastic. 
Brilliant little display from Marcus Rashford. Um, what I'd like to see him improve slightly is when he is played over the top. There was two opportunities. Well, I think one Carrick one played one, and not sure he played the other one. But I think the, he take, he took a little bit of a poor touch and allowed Cara the uh, Anderlecht defender to get back in to make a tackle. And I just think Marcus Rashford needs to be a little bit more cleaner with that first touch, open himself up, and then put the ball into the back of the net. It was just a little bit a little bit sloppy. Similar with Jesslin God. Jesslin God again. I think had two of the similar opportunities played over the top. I love their movement. I love that they're getting him behind. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Really gives United a lot more considering Zlatan and Mkhitaryan like to come to the ball. Those wingers have got to make that movement um, in behind the opposition defence. But it's just a little bit more composure needed from those two players. Uh, a little bit more caressing of the ball, slow themselves down, take a few more steps before they take that touch, then take the touch, take it down, and then obviously slot the ball home. But they both were very, very good. And of course, Henrik Mkhitaryan, a fantastic performance, his fourth away goal on the bounce uh, in European competitions. But what was more impressive was his work rate. He won four out of five tackles against Andlet from uh, attacking midfield. Damian was the only Manchester United player to have managed more, but it was a great work, great skills. There were a few moments where he went on his classic Mkhitaryan runs, very Brazilian style. I love Mkhitaryan style. It's very Brazilian. Brazilian that shows his days when he was uh, living in Brazil as a youngster. Uh, but no, what a fantastic talent. He's been doing very well for Manchester United in the Europa League. Hopefully he can you know, carry that form to Chelsea at the weekend. And finish things off, I think we've got to talk a bit, a little bit about David De Gea, again benched um, with Mourinho. The report is that Mourinho is sending him a message, that benching him similar to what Louis van Gaal did to David De Gea the, the season before. And I can kind of get it. With David De Gea, my feelings of David De Gea, the transfer request as a Manchester United fan, unhappy about that. Don't really mind if he leaves, similar to the Wayne Rooney situation of 2010. Um, goalkeepers can replace this top level of saying this, said this time and time again. Centre-halves is what you want at the moment. Uh, but David De Gea, if he wants to go to Madrid, fair play. But Mourinho looks like he's playing hardball. Sergio Romero is a fantastic goalkeeper. You know, Argentina's number one. He's played in a World Cup final. Um, you know is a little bit crazy but you kind of need that in a goalkeeper sometimes I think it'd be a fine um, you know stand-in if Mourinho is doing this is forcing David De Gea to sign a new contract or whatever he's doing to David De Gea right now I don't know but yeah Sergio Romero can come in till the end of the season and if it needs to be addressed at the end of the season you bring Donnarumma in you bring um, Oblak in there's a load of goalkeepers that are about you know that level that could take themselves uh, to the, the heights David De Gea has shown in recent years at Manchester United I'd argue this season his form's been a little bit off his form's been a little bit iffy uh, now and again especially in the last month or two so maybe it's just a, a performance selection thing from Mourinho I don't know in terms of Andlex two guys Den Donkor who I mentioned before who scored the goal I held his position very well four interceptions four aerial duels one six tackles winning 50% of those tackles Yuri Tillsman as well didn't really have the greatest game uh, in the world was quite quiet because obviously Paul Pogba and Michael Carrick dominated central midfield what can you do to two very very good central midfielders but he was impressive played some really nice passes out from central midfield to play the fullbacks in a number of good tackles he won um, the most of any central midfielder on the pitch so he did dominate that category um, in a way there but it was a it was a decent performance anyway let's move on to the other Europa League games first Let's start with Ajax, who beat Schalke two goals to nil at the Amsterdam Arena. A cracking result at home for Ajax with Davy Classy uh, grabbing both goals. I think it was his, uh, the second one was his 16th goal of the season, assisted by Patrick Clivert's son, turning into a fine young right winger come, that's come through the Ajax Academy. Uh, di- different player to, to Clivert. Clivert was a centre forward, but this Justin Clivert 
bit of a tricky winger, a fantastic little bit of skill and a ball to David Classe to head home. But Ajax, you know, massively in control of that game going away to Schalke. But Schalke did, didn't perform very well in their first leg against Borussia Mönchengladbach. So it could be quite interesting. They could turn it on its head. In other uh, ties, Celta Vigo beat Ghent three goals to two. Aspas, uh, Gudetti and Sistu scoring for Celta Vigo, um, putting them in an all right position, but Genk with two away goals, which is crucial in European competition. So maybe Ghent will get through to the semi-finals, which is an incredible achievement from the Belgium club. Moving on to the last game, the Lyon game, which was uh, marred by fan trouble uh, with the Besiktas fans chucking missiles from the second tier onto the Lyon fans. Not very nice. Lyon fans entered the pitch and in fact the game was uh, postponed. When the game actually kicked off, uh, Ryan Babel scored the opener on 15 minutes. Taliso and uh, Morel scored for Lyon to reverse the tie. 2-1 to Lyon, game over. It could be interesting, get, you know, in, in Turkey, I kind of expect Besiktas to beat Lyon here because Turkey is such an ugly, horrible place to play as an away football footballer. So yeah, so my predictions for the second round are going to go for Genk, Besiktas, Manchester United and I'm going to go with Ajax fantastic that's going to be the draw for the semi-finals anyway that's been that for the Statman Dave football podcast for today it's been a slightly shorter one um, fatigue this week I do blame it on but we'll be back tomorrow with the Q&A thanks for listening over and out catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.